Welcome to talking about movies and stuff. This is episode four. I'm Alex Lott with Sparky Three. Hopefully, you're having a phenomenal day, whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast over our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky Three. Give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, for today's episode, probably a little late, but you know, again, as I've said on three previous episodes, don't have high expectations for this show. We'll put stuff out when we put it out. Um, but, yeah, probably a little late talking about this, but better late than never, I would say. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Season 1 of Arcane. Of course, this is the League of Legends animated series over at Netflix that is honestly taking the world by storm, especially with it being you know a video game series that does not eat ass, which that is the big thing here. Uh, joining me on this, uh, longtime League player, uh, one of my... Uh, co-host over at lighthearted gamers good friend i got john here john how are you okay i want to rephrase that former long time league player i still consider you a league player i do not play league anymore <laughs> i want to get that out there right now you don't want that narrative out there about you yeah, I, I, I do not play that game anymore but <laughs> when it's like kind of kind of leading off here with it no show or really any piece of content about league of legends has any right to be as good as arcane is <laughs> arcane is I, phenomenal i will i will lead off with that i went in with very low expectations i saw all the ratings i saw everybody raving about it but at the end of the day in my head i was like it's a it's a show based on league characters how good can it really be right and man am i glad i was wrong on that thought because, damn, was it good. You you mentioned to me that it was probably your favorite show that you've watched this year. It, it might be the, the best show that I've watched in, in 2021 and maybe even the past two years. It is, it is, is how, very, very good. Is how, how highly I would rate this show right now. And, like, you know, as someone who, a, a former league player, sorry... Yeah. A former league player who played, you know, at one point in time for quite a bit. Do you feel like this series is like a little bit almost like overdue in a way? Because like one thing that Riot does really well is they really take the time to create these, you know, huge backstories and lore for all their characters. And I've always thought that was super cool, even though I have never stopped to actually read any of it. Even for the few characters that I really loved, like, you know, like Wukong or Master Yi is a couple of examples, I never bothered to stop and read the lores, but I always thought it was super cool and fascinating. They always spent the time to create all these lores for characters where they have this entire universe that they could do so much with. So, I mean, do you feel like this is like a little bit overdue? You know, what, what's your thoughts on that? In a way, I would say yes and no, because while most of the, or at least in the early years especially, and then they've gotten better about it, uh, I believe more recently, is they would they would do, like you said, come up with entire backstories for characters, and like they created this these different continents and these these civilizations based around these cultures that they never really had anything with besides old posts that they would make mm. like in their client and like on like the community section, they would come when a new champion or something would come out, they would do like these, they used to like in the first couple of years would put these like weekly or monthly uh, like newsletters out essentially. That was like from the perspective of, of uh, characters in the universe. 
but they kind of got away with that after a while because they were like, well, we're we're the number one game out there right now. We don't necessarily need to spend the time coming up with the lore when we can come up with a, a champion a lot, a champion with a basic backstory and kind of throw it in there. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we can figure that the rest of that out and release it as time goes on. But seeing, seeing the world actually come alive and them actually go in and in a, almost in a sense kind of rewrite how some of this is or like how some of the world works is fantastic. It's nice to see, especially with, with a group of characters that I'm, I'm a big fan of. Right. I was, and that was the next thing I was going to ask you is that when it comes to the lore for <coughs> some of these characters that are in this series, do you, do you, I mean, let me, I, I have, I personally don't know. Did they really knock things out of the park in terms of like these characters, backstories and stuff? Well, some of the lore I've kind of, I've kind of forgot about over the years. Uh, so it was, it was actually kind of nice not, not remembering it all of the details about it and seeing seeing the direction they take seeing how how uh how the characters some of the new characters they've written interact and how they change the story themselves and i will say silco is one of my favorite written characters in a long time oh okay it was it's mainly just it it might just be the character design form that did it for me but especially in the second half of the show kind of kind of his confidence in the way like uh he his weird kind of sadistic fatherly attitude was right was was fascinating to watch because it was him trying to balance like his his kind of like mob boss attitude mm-hmm. with also trying to control jinx. Right. Which, and, and you're right. That was, that was, uh, that was a phenomenal dynamic that he had. Yeah. It's like seeing, seeing that and like watching <clears throat> that unfold over, over the course of season one was, was just great. One of my favorite things that, um, you know, that they did phenomenally with jinx was just the, the huge focus on like the mental health aspect of things where it's like the constant, like back and forth of like, you know, panic attacks, you know, like these mental breakdowns, essentially. I thought they did that so exceptionally well with like how, like, you know, she has like all these like dolls around or whatever that are modeled after, you know, her friends that passed away in act one, stuff like that. Like I thought that the mental health, uh, approach they took with Jinx was I thought they did a phenomenal job on it. I really did because this is truly a character that has gone off the deep end. And like in that's fight, it's gone off the deep end. That's you know in a sense fighting to not completely go off the deep end. You know where it's like fighting to try to come back in a way. You see those couple of moments where it's like you know powder is potentially still there. You know, but then it's still you have this other, you know, this other entity of Jinx within within uh, her mind, essentially. Like, you know, I thought they did that very well. What 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 was your take on that? The the moments where she's trying to to recapture Powder, but also like fighting, like fighting against the demons in her head, is like it's great to see because i love the way they kind of incorporated 
like the like all of her drawings of different people mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years and like some of the some of the weird things she's drawn just like popping up and like the static constantly crackling in when she was fighting that it's like that was that was a kind of an interesting way to show it and made it very clear like oh she's she's having her a moment right now because like having it cut like cut in close to her showing the drawings and that really solidified something is going on here rather than her just kind of breaking down and not not having the visual aids to go along with it Yo, and, that, and I'm glad you mentioned that because, dude, like just the way they did that, the way they animated it and drew it and everything with what you're talking about was so fucking well done to depict what was happening. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is that is completely true. And as as speaking on how well like things were animated Man. and drawn up, there's <laughs> it's this entire show like the art style is was looked an interesting choice before watching it but man does it does it really work wonders in this show dude the amount of goosebumps i had at so many points like uh jason vi when they're fighting everyone echo and jinx on the bridge oh echo and jinx was what i was gonna bring that was man that was the big goosebumps like the music hit yeah echo drops the stopwatch and you see the the recognition that jinx has like like when it's doing the flashback of showing him doing this game before the immediate recognition and the music hitting the soundtrack is phenomenal yes to the show as well yeah but like that scene when he <clears throat> drops the, the stopwatch and starts taking it back and forth i was like i like sat up straight in the chair goosebumps i'm like oh shit this is <laughs> this it's like this show was good before but oh this is something else right now uh, that was that was potentially my favorite single scene from the series is is it, Echo it and Jinx is, on the bridge on the bridge. Yeah. Echo and Jinx on the bridge is is definitely my top moment of it. Because that it's like it wasn't the longest scene in the world. It's like what, maybe two minutes? Yeah. Um, with all the flashbacks and that happening, but one of one of the greatest showing because it's it's also a great way to show kind of like backstory on these characters how how they used to to uh, play these games and that and show how drastically the world has changed without just outright telling you it's like it it kind of leaves the show kind of leaves you to pick up on some of that yourself yeah they they tell you how bad things are but more than just straight telling you you get these flashback scenes or you get these moments of seeing characters on the street suffering so it's like they're it's very much watch what's happening we're not going to directly tell you everything yeah yeah which i appreciate how do you how do you feel with uh with what they did and how or uh, how they depicted from beginning to end the friendship between jace and victor two very different people from besides the fact they're intel they're brilliant scientists but very different people from very different backgrounds i thought the the you know the friendship which that friendship isn't in, in the lore i do i did i did know that and i did know that they had a disagreement which we kind of start to see towards the end of this um but i thought the um, the way they depicted their friendship and how it kind of like almost not completely dissolved, but you know, 
it dissolved in a fashion towards the end in Act 3, where Victor was kind of going more off on his own, trying to figure things out. How do you think they depicted that? Because I thought it was done very well, and I think it's do, I think it's done very well where it's setting up their complete, you know, dissolve of their friendship here in the Season 2. I, I, I liked the way they built up most all of the character interactions, whether they be friendships or like conflicts between people. Most all of them, I would say were done exceptionally well. Uh, Jason Victor. We got to see kind of the slow progression of it in a sense where it what they didn't get the most screen time together, but what they got was, was more than enough to show you not even just like a business relationship happening, but an actual friendship grow. Yeah. Which, which was good to see. And then similar with, uh, Vi and Caitlin. Okay. I was, I was about to ask you about that, man. I'm all for this ship. Cause th- this ship is sailing I, brother. <laughs> I, every, I assume from watching it that everybody is on the ship. Everyone, this ship is sailing full speed ahead, brother. <laughs> I'm here for it. And, uh, the, Overall, I I don't know if I can speak it highly enough about this show. Because, like I said from the from the top, no show based off of the source material that it's coming from has any right to be this good. To the point where, like, even like people people that I know that I are not in like the gaming world, they don't know what League is. They're not really big on animated shows. I am still recommending this show to them because regardless of knowing any sort of lore, regardless of knowing who these characters are, it's just a damn good show. Yeah, it is. And I'm so immensely pumped for season two and I'm really excited to see what other potential characters they could bring in to season two. Cause we had a lot of characters, you know, that they, they brought into this first season. Cause there's obviously Jason Victor, there's Vi and Jinx, um, there's Caitlin, um, there's who's the, who is the guy that was working with Silco? I don't, I don't know that, or you know who I'm th- talking about? The like, guy working with Silco. I think it was working with Silco. That or he was Victor's friend. Like the scientist dude. He's a character. He's a lead character, right? I cannot. I don't know if he's like a bald dude. Really, he has like acid or something. I don't think he's a lead character unless he's. I don't know if his name was ever mentioned. Oh, okay. Either way, we had a lot of I characters could, introduced I, in this first yeah, season. I could, I could be wrong by that. But yeah, it's like there were there were more characters than I thought that were going to be in it. Uh, it was interesting because it was interesting seeing Heimer in it and him not play more than kind of like the academic supportive role uh, and more of like the the voice to the voice to speak against Jace essentially was his role in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the I would I would like to see more characters come in, especially since. The way the show ends is very, very telling of how a season two might go. And I'm, I am excited for it. I am too. Uh, even though like, I'm not like a diehard league fan. Uh, I'm, I'm immensely excited for it. Uh, Singrid. That's who I'm thinking of. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah, that's who I just had to look it up because I had to confirm. Um, the only other character, the only other characters that appeared, I know is Timo and Kindred. I know Timo was like just on like a little flyer or something. Yeah, right? he was. He was essentially just like an uh, Easter egg. It was like a, it was like a storybook that was was showing him. When did when did Kindred appear? I you said it, and I was like, I don't remember seeing that. Let me let me scroll down see what this uh, article says. Uh, Act two, episode five. Um, is that the appearance of? Is that like Echo Sanctuary or something? Yeah, I think so. It's just like on the wall. Yeah, yeah. That's it's the just, only it's place just I can on... think that it that Kindred would have showed up. Yeah, it's just on the wall. So. But yeah, I'm pumped to see what other kind of characters they uh, they bring into it, and you know, I still want to sing some more praise on the animation because like the animation was just unbelievable between the Echo and Jinxie on the bridge, Jason Vi fighting in that facility, Vi fighting that chick, I don't remember her name, and then the end with Jinx firing the rocket. That scene was so good with, with how it was animated, the music where there was no actual like you know um, no actual like. Um, no one's talking because the song's playing like where you see Caitlin scream, but you don't, you know, there's nothing. Everything about that ending was in freak incredible. Well, it's one of the things the show did so well is more often than not, they let the visuals and the soundtrack do the talking for you. Yeah. Like for the show, it's like, we're good. It's like, we got this great soundtrack. We're going to put it on. We're going to have an action scene happening, or we're just going to have characters walking through like walking through the streets and let you experience what's happening rather than us. Cause I much prefer that over like a constant dialogue of this is what's happening. This is the state of things. This is what people are going through. It's like showing it, playing the, playing the appropriate music for it speaks volumes. No, and I couldn't agree more because I mean, hey, you're you're smart enough to grasp what's going on. So just put on a phenomenal track and just let it just let us do its talking. And and you know, I, I've I'm I'm on the same page with you where I've been actually recommending this show to some friends that I know have no idea what League is. They're not gamers at all. But you know, because I'm with you, like it's just that damn good of a show with the story where even even if you're not a League fan, even if you're not a gamer really, like I feel like anyone can turn this on and and enjoy it because of just how captivating the story is. Yeah. And like I said, it's got the, the characters that have been introduced specifically for this show, like Silco, most of, most of the kind of antagonist side with him are just so well written and so well played out. Like it's to a point where, uh, so I think Silco kind of refers to himself as, as almost like unnecessary evil, mm-hmm. which, I mean, during the show, you can kind of hit points where you're like, you know what? He's not going about it great, but someone's got to be there to, to try to take charge and keep some some sort of hold over this place. It's like, not not saying it necessarily needs to be him, but... Someone needs Someone's to. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be the, the one to step up. Which, interesting little side note that I read about earlier today. Silco appearing in TFT set 6 mid, mid-season patch. I did see that as well. I did, I, I've I only played a few rounds of this season of TFT. I am excited about that. 
I don't know what the hell he's going to be, but it's going to be great. And you can't wait. <laughs> it, 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 it is exciting. TFT is fun. I enjoy TFT. I'm not very good at it, but yeah, I enjoy it. I just don't have good luck. That game's all about luck. <laughs> no. No. Oh, come on. It's, the game's all about luck, and you know it's all about the luck of the draw. No. Well, that's what bad players say. I'm a bad player. I know I'm a bad player. <laughs> I don't claim to be good. <laughs> all right, let me, let me stress that. Um, but if you're listening to this, and like I said, if you're one of those people that you are not a, a big gamer, you don't even know what League of Legends is, you're going to have to Google it after this podcast. I still, we, me and him, me and John both, we still very much recommend checking out Arcane. It is phenomenal for the season one. I, they broke it up so perfectly in three different acts, essentially with act one, two, and three, episodes one to three, uh, four to six, and then seven to nine. All three standing on their own and all three delivering one overarching story that's done very well and done very beautifully, very well-written characters, phenomenal animation and music and music, especially great music across the board. Can't recommend it enough. And I'm so pumped for season two. Uh, don't know when it's going to come out, but they're working on it now and that's good enough for me. So I guess we'll see yeah. it when we see it. It'll be a while, but it'll be worth it. Like if it's anything like, like we got with season one, which there's no reason to believe it won't <laughs> be, it'll be well worth the wait. True. Well, uh, I got nothing else, John. Uh, any, any any other things you want to throw out there before we? I guess we wrap this up. Uh, like I said from the beginning, just if you haven't already watched Arcane, if you just wanted to know, if you're just watching this to see what our thoughts are, see if it's worth watching, then pull it up, watch it. That's all I could say. Just worth watch it. it. It's worth it. It is. It's completely you worth it. Be, you won't be disappointed. No. All right, well, let's wrap this up then. Um, so hopefully if you made it all the way to the end, you're an absolute legend. We appreciate you for that. Uh, go check out like episode three where we talked about uh, the recent Marvel news of uh, a new Spider-Man trilogy on the way with Tom Holland and the MCU still. We talked about the first three episodes of Hawkeye. Uh, we got some more episodes coming out in the future because we're going to do episodes four to six of Hawkeye in a couple weeks. We'll do Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm going to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom, another Netflix movie here in, in uh, whenever I don't know I'll get to it when I get to it once again don't have high expectations for this show we just do it when we want to but of course you can always go check out the other shows like Lighthearted Gamers which John appears on uh, Animan Plus and a terrible football show with Lighthearted Gamers once again a friendly reminder we do have the Game Awards watch along extravaganza actually never mind scratch that because this episode will come out after that so never mind that I forgot. You probably already watched that. Yeah, you probably already watched that or listened to it. I forgot. This episode will come out after that because we recorded these two back to back. Um, but either way, yeah, pl please check out Lighthearted Gamers because honestly, by the time this episode's out, I'll go ahead and say it, I guess. Like, Lighthearted Gamers may have a new name. I'll go ahead and say it right now. By the time this episode comes out, I, I, I probably would have already teased that the new name is on the way. Uh, so, hey, that's something to look into. It'd be, be kind of cool. Uh, definitely go check out a terrible football show though. If you're a football fan, I did recently add a new co-host to that show. Uh, Shane, who goes by the Twitch name. I am razor. He's a Twitch affiliate, super cool guy. He's been a great a member to the show so far. Looking forward to the future with him. Uh, and he, and he actually pitched to come on this show sometime and maybe talk about like Spider-Man or other Marvel stuff. He's a massive Marvel fan. Uh, he's a comic fan. He's a fan of the movies, the shows, everything. So he may be here on the future. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that's going to do it from us. Hopefully you enjoyed, uh, until next time this was talking about movies and stuff see you see you